Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God and talk about it loud to change our lives. Special welcome to you today. If you're new, we come here every morning and we get in the Word of God. We believe it has power to change us bit by bit, day by day, little by little, sometimes dramatically, that the Word of God can make us into the people God created us to be. We think without God and without His Word, we won't be the people we were created to be. We'll fall so far short, but we can rise to the occasion through the power of God, through the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, through prayer. That's why we do this every day. So if you're new, welcome, and I hope you will join us regularly, either live here at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, or anytime throughout the day, you can watch or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. We're talking about spiritual strongholds, tactics of our enemy, the devil, and particularly how they take root in a person's life. And we've also been talking about how they take root in a nation. We've been, how do you, we've been trying to answer this question. How do you pray for a country? How do you pray for our nation? Our nation's having problems. Our nation's, we're, 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 we're struggling. There's something really sick in our country. It's been here for a while. It's not getting better. How do we help with this? And God has given us mighty weapons. Our weapons are the Word of God and prayer. We do believe that what is happening in our country, there's an evil afoot. There's an evil marching. There's a rebellion. There is a spiritual insurrection going on. And it's against God and everything that's good, right, and beautiful. And it's bringing in what's evil, destructive, divisive, disorderly, And it's alarming to us as Christians. And God has given us spiritual weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We don't war according to the flesh. For our weapons are not of the flesh. They're divinely powerful. They are able, divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Yes, there are spiritual fortresses that our enemies established. And we have been given weapons to fight those off, and that's what we want to do. Today, I want to talk about a particular—yesterday, we talked about the, the, the stronghold, the demonic stronghold in so many people's lives, families, churches, and yes, in our country, the stronghold of sexual immorality. If you missed that message, make sure and go back and check it out. But today, we want to talk about the problem of bitterness, the inability to forgive people. Oh my goodness, we see it everywhere. We see families divide because and divorce and divide because people can't forgive. We see children and parents that cannot, they don't talk to one another because they cannot forgive. We know of people who, who, who have been best friends who something happens. Now they don't even talk to one another. They don't even like one another. They may even hate one another because they can't forgive. We see even in churches dividing because people can't forgive. We see companies being destroyed because people can't forgive. We see whole nations divided. 
and unable to have a, a, a unity in the nation because people can't forgive. And sometimes what they're not forgiving is something that didn't even happen to them. It happened generations ago. And they're, they're still stuck in a bitterness and an anger and a hatred. And Jesus talked about this would be like a prison. Let me read you a scripture here as we look at this picture on the YouTube, of, if you're on with us on YouTube, of a fellow who is in prison. I'd like to just read a scripture to you, and if you'll read along with me. Peter asked Jesus, how long shall I, how often shall I forgive my brother? Up to seven times? And Jesus said, no, I don't say up to you seven. I say up to seven times seven, 70 times seven. For this reason, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. He's about to tell us a parable. It's a very, very important one. When he had begun to settle them, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. That's a lot of money. That is more than he could possibly pay. That would be like millions and millions of dollars. But since he did not have the means to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and children and all that he had, and repayment to be made. So the slave fell to the ground and prostrated himself before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you everything. And the Lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. But the slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. That's like, you know, I don't know. Maybe a dinner is a day's worth worth of wages, so like one third of a your annual salary. And he seized him and began to choke him, saying, "Pay back what you owe." So his fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead with him, saying, "Have patience with me, and I'll repay you the exact same thing this fellow had just asked of the one he owed." But he was unwilling and went and threw him in the prison until he should pay back what he owed. So when the fellow, his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their Lord all that had happened. Then summoning him, the Lord, his Lord said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you? And his Lord moved with anger handed him over to tortures until he should repay him all that was owed. My heavenly Father will also do the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. Wow, that's a heavy, that's a heavy, heavy, heavy story there. The Lord had forgiven his slave what, could never, what he could have never paid back. He should have had the same mercy on others, but he didn't. And this tells a story. Jesus says he'd throw him into the prison, and I'm not sure what this prison means. Does this mean that this guy, if you don't forgive, you're going to hell? I'm not sure it means that, but I think what it does mean is that your soul is in prison. And friends, we have people, maybe you, people maybe you've known, friends, and certainly people in our country, their soul is in prison. They, they may be walking around free. They may be, have a job and, and live where they want, but their soul is in prison because they're, because they're bitter and they cannot forgive. 
And not only is this affecting their life and, and poisoning them and rotting them from the inside, but you know what else it does? It destroys other people. Look at what the writer to Hebrews tells us. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. You know, if there is a uh, tree, roots are not visible, but the fruit of it becomes visible. And if there is bitterness or unforgiveness in your life, or in the lives of others, it can be deeply within, but it shows up in anger, in slander, in gossip, in violence, in hatred. These, These things that we say, where does all this coming from? Sometimes we see videos of, of people that, that, are, that, that are so cruel to others, so violent to others, uh, sometimes just completely unwarranted violence. Where is it coming from, we ask? What is it? And, and in our culture today, we want to say, oh, it's mental illness. My friends, what's causing that? It's bitterness. It's the lack of forgiveness. When we, do, when we don't forgive other people, our soul ends up in a torture chamber. And we end up often taking that out and it expresses itself in violence or outbursts of anger or hatred of things of this nature. But look what else we read here. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. What an interesting thought here. My wife and I, and because of this verse, we've tried to live our marriage and we've tried to live our adult life not holding on to anger against people. And specifically, if we're angry or upset about something, we have a deadline to get it, get it fixed. And that is by the time the sun goes down. Or in our case, we'd say by the time we go to bed at night. And we realize that if we don't, if we allow, if we go to sleep, if we're angry at someone, if we won't forgive someone, and we go to sleep on it, it festers. Our soul begins to get imprisoned. And not only that, what is happening? We're giving the devil an opportunity. Another translation says, don't give the devil a place. We're giving the devil a place. It's like, this is how a fortress happens. This is how a stronghold gets established. You've, you've allowed the devil to have a place in your life, in your heart, in your soul. And instead of getting rid of what that, that sin and saying that anger, I'm getting rid of it. It's gone. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to clear this up. I'm going to reconcile. I'm going to take care of this. We let it fester. And the next morning, there's a little bit of room that the devil got in our life. And when he's got that place, that's establishing a stronghold that must be attacked and defeated. And so that's where we come here again, back to our spiritual weapons, that we are destroying speculations, every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. What is going on here, if you, have, if you find yourself, you just can't forgive somebody. You've tried, you pray about it, Lord, I forgive them, but it keeps coming up, it keeps coming up, it keeps coming up. And again, often this is as well in generational sins. You forgive someone, you can't forgive someone who didn't even do something to you, but it reminds you, they look like somebody that did something to someone, one of your ancestors or something, and you still have anger towards that person just because it reminds you of what 
may have happened or did happen to someone you might not even have known, and yet it was passed down to you. These types of sins that and, and the inability to forgive, it's giving the devil a foothold. It's giving him a stronghold. And so what must we do? In our prayers and through the word of the truth of God's word, we must not only forgive, but we must address the stronghold in our life or in our family or in our nation. And we do that. I'm going to pray some prayers along that line, even right now, for you and for our country, okay? A forgiveness that bitterness will not, the stronghold of bitterness will be defeated. Here we go. Let's pray. Oh, Father in heaven. We are reminded that you are a God of forgiveness. You are a God gracious, compassionate, merciful. We thank you that in Jesus Christ, you have forgiven our sins. And we give you praise and we're grateful. We realize that we, in that parable we read, we were the slave who owed more than we could ever pay. And you were the master who forgave us the sins that we've, the debt that we had. Thank you. We give you praise. We thank you for Jesus Christ. And we acknowledge that we ought to forgive others in the same way. And we pray that we would be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving. We pray that we would release others from the, the hurts, the pains they've caused in our life. And yet, Father, this is difficult. Many of us, we've not done it. We've held on to grudges. We've held on to a desire for vengeance. We want to see someone hurt because of, uh, of something that they did to us or did to someone we care about. Oh, Father, we pray, help us to forgive. And we acknowledge that we've allowed the devil to have a place in our lives where we've not forgiven. And we've allowed him to have a place in our country and in our families and in our churches where we've not forgiven. And so right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, who defeated the evil one and who has, who has his name is above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and there's no one who can stand against him. And by the power of the blood of Christ that was shed for us on the cross, and by the power of the resurrection of our living Savior, we come right now against every stronghold that has been established in our life, or in any of our children's, or spouse, any family members, in any members of our church that have allowed bitterness and unforgiveness to take root in their soul, in our country. Lord, there's whole groups that are bitter and angry, and, and there's whole people who, who gener try and get this all generated and, and want to throw gasoline on the fire that people would be more and more angry and bitter. It's a stronghold. It's demonic. It's evil. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ and his power that these strongholds would be defeated. Lord, we, we, we know they're powerful, and, but you're more powerful. So we pray for it. We ask it for our lives, and we think, Lord, right now of people who've offended us, and we think of people who we need to forgive and strongholds we've allowed, and Lord, we, we reject them, we repudiate them, we resist them in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray for others as well that we know, that we know are holding on to grudges. And we pray, Father, for their forgiveness, for, for their victory over these strongholds, and that they would forgive as Jesus, you seek to forgive us. And Lord, I know many of these people, they, they, they're not forgiving because they don't know your grace. And we pray that none would come short of the grace of God. We pray for a, 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 a wild explosion of your gospel in our land, because that's what we need 
the gospel of Jesus Christ and the fruit that comes from it. We pray this now and bless you in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining with me today. These are important things we're learning this week. There, is, there needs to be a sense of urgency that we need to learn how to pray for a, a, pray against these strongholds that Satan is forming in our lives. We need to be strong. We need to have victory in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ because uh, the enemy's gotten, made a lot of progress in these last, in the last generation or so. It's made a lot of progress. It's time that we rise up and know how to retake what's been lost. Amen. I love you guys. So glad to have you along. If you're new again, a special welcome. I know a lot have signed up for the, have joined the channel here just recently. And so I'll give you a special welcome. But uh, for all of us, like the video, uh, leave a comment, introduce yourself, share where you're from, and, um, and share this with others as well. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. Until then, may God's peace be with you. Amen? Okay. Bye-bye.